Did you know Echoplex has a 24-hour stream? That's right. Check out our 24-7 music stream at echoplexmedia.com live or at eplex.xyz. Our huge self-submitted local music library plays the best tunes the Bay Area has to offer, ad and commercial free, well, except for ours, and even by request. Check out the player on echoplexmedia.com or at eplex.xyz. Bookmark it and enjoy it all day. Echoplex is very supportive of our local music scene, and we hope you enjoy the soundtrack they've so graciously sent in for us to play on our network. If you like who you hear, please go check them out. The names of the artists are displayed on the player at echoplexmedia.com and at eplex.xyz. She doesn't just think it, she says it on camera. Yeah. 
everybody. Welcome to Down Ballot. We do the show live every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Pacific right here at echoplexmedia.com slash live or twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Um, <clears throat> just real quick, before we get started, I wanted to thank a member of our community, Drake, purchased us a little something something from our wish list. It arrived today. It's the new studio. Some uh, stage lights, uh, some programmable stage lights so that... Uh, when we switch over to red light, we just uh, move a little thing on a little mixer over here and don't got to do nothing. That's fabulous. Does that, it have all sorts of color set up? Like, could you do red, green, orange, magenta? Yellow, even. Yellow. But that this would look, could be crazy. Look, that'd look a little weird. Yeah, you like know those pea. lights that you see at the clubs? The, the, they have, they're the circles with all the little dots in them? Right. Yeah, yeah. A pair of those. And now on our list, we have a mixer, a controller for those on the list. 45 bucks, super cheap. Uh, anybody mm -hmm. can buy those for us, but obviously if that doesn't show up, I'm going to buy it because those lights are far more useful if they're hanging from the ceiling and controlled via remote. So. Okay. And when, where can one find the wish list? Uh, go, the, go to echoplexmedia.com slash support, and it's the first link there. Or if you're in the chat, Bang Wish will get you uh, links. We'll get you a link to it. So, Absolutely um, great. And other 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 ways you can support us also at echoplexmedia.com slash support. And of course you can subscribe, throw bits at us here on Twitch, whatever, whatever. And if you can't do any of that, of course, just share the stream with your friends. The helping us grow helps us find some other fool who'll give us money or buy us some lights or some shit like that. Anyway, I'm producer Dave and I can be found on Grinder. And this is the councilman. Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at the underscore councilman um, and other places in and around the, the South Bay. I'm uh, lurking and waiting to uh, take your home by eminent domain. Uh, but today we're going to get out of the South Bay a little bit because, um, as we like to say here on Down Ballot, all derp is local um, and the local news is pretty much the same everywhere from what we found. Um, and the politics are kind of the same, too. We'll get to that in a second. But <laughs> the politics. Um, oh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> well, at least on one side of the, the aisle. Um, uh, but uh, the good wife and I recently took a little sojourn down to Arizona um, just to get away from things. We went to Sedona. We you know went to the rocks and we felt some crystals and we chanted and, you know, I massaged her sensually. No, of course, none of this happened. She had a spa and I hung out at the pool and just like soaked in some sun um, and looked at the rocks and said, man, we, we could hike up that, but no. Nah. Uh, anyway, uh, what we did find though, um, was that indeed uh, news is hella interesting and wacky um, no matter where you go around the country. And uh, like I said, we'll get into the politics in a bit, but there's some very unique things about Arizona that we, we found through the local news and watching the local news because it's something we do every night, um, no matter where we are. So uh, the first thing we found to lead off tonight's show and our trip down to Arizona uh, that we're going to take you on um, is that monsoon season if you can believe that, is a thing in Arizona, despite the fact that it's a big, fat, freaking desert. So uh, we're going to learn more about that from the local news down in Arizona as we lead off the show tonight. Monsoon 2022 and that storm that knocked out power to thousands of people for days. Pinell County just declared a state of emergency due to the storm damage and a long power outage during the hottest temperatures of this summer. APS just updated us saying power should be restored by tonight. As ABC 15's Mark Phillips reports, that's welcome news for the neighbors who had to spend another day in this intense heat. You don't have to look hard to see signs of Sunday's monsoon in Eloy. But you also don't have to look very far 
to see progress is being made here. APS is concentrating its efforts on this power station, one of three that was damaged Sunday night. Fix it, and it should be able to restore power to most of the people who live in Eloy. For the 7,000 APS customers still without power Tuesday, it's trips to the ice distribution site. Very uh, hot inside the house. Or if you have nowhere else to go, a cooling station for escape. It felt so good. It felt so good. I, I can't be out in the heat too much because I get really nauseated. And since we've been here, it's been really nice. Dolores and everyone else affected just want to go home. APS says it's hoping that will happen soon. Our crews are working as quickly and as safely as possible around the clock to be able to restore customers as quickly as possible. And as of now, APS says that should be within the next few hours. Mark Phillips, ABC 15, Arizona. So <clears throat> I'm, I feel dumb. I don't know what the fuck monsoon season is. Right. Um, I didn't really know much, or at least what I thought I knew, I didn't know. Um, it's pretty much like summer, super humid, super quick, just torrential dumps of rain and wind and just um, weather, <laughs> basically. And it also involves in Arizona because it's a big desert, because it involves wind and sort of gusts and, and, and uh, you know, billowing kind of uh, uh, environment the sand picks up and it, it creates sandstorms. So in addition to like the rain, you're getting this weird mix of sand in the air too. And it's like, just, it's almost like you're sandblasting the whole, you know, the whole town. Um, and that's what knocks down like power lines and, and cuts out power. And then the very next day it can be sunny and 105 degrees and you're like, shit, I'm out. I don't have AC <laughs> and you're baking in your, your house or your apartment. Oh, and I'm sure when it's raining, it's not like it goes down to 60 or anything. Correct. Like no, and it's it's like brutally hot rain. Like we were up in the north part of the uh, state, which was temperate for the time, like, you know, and that's 85, 90. But down in Phoenix, it's 107 average this time of year. And it doesn't, yeah, you're right. It does not cool down just because it's raining. So maybe, maybe it gets down to 100, hundo. Um, but it was a hundred at like nine in the morning <laughs> like, because it didn't cool down overnight. Um, it probably got down to like 90 overnight just cause the heat just, the sun just bakes the earth. Right. And so even after the sun goes away, the earth is on fire. <laughs> yeah. That's um, sort of like, um, a friends of ours have property out in Chico. And the first time I went up there to spend a weekend, I was like, Oh, it's up North. It'll be a little bit cooler. And my friend looked at me and started laughing at me. No. He's like, that's, what's not going to happen, dude. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's, it's inland. Exposed. He's like, it's inland. And it's not like it's that much north if you look at a globe. He's, mm -hmm. like, not, he's like, we're not going to Alaska, dude. Right. And when he says inland, he means like not as much breeze and wind and current, air current, right? To, to get the hot air out. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's brutally hot. Um, so it's no surprise that people like just spend a lot of time at resorts and by the pool and in their, or in their, you know, air conditioned workspace. Like you go downtown in Phoenix, there's no, it's eerie. There's a ghost town. Like, weekday you know morning or afternoon when there should be even midday at lunchtime when there should be people bustling around right you'd expect nobody like nobody on the street everyone's just inside they just figure out a way to stay inside i think the only people we saw out were like door dashers um so <laughs> drivers that is uh so yeah very very different from uh from our temperate climate here you should all feel very very uh uh, lucky to live here if you do live in the south bay or the bay area um, and especially on those days when it does happen to hit 100 degrees don't feel so bad because it's literally like every day for them there they actually said on the news producer dave 
it had been 105 or 106 for like five days straight. And they're like, well, we're seeing average temperatures out there, um, but we're expecting a warming next week. And you're like, oh, what do you mean warming next week? Well, yeah, what's, what's a warming? 115, 110? <laughs> like, you know, that's, that gets to be unsustainable. No, so. a friend of mine li- lives in Tempe, and he sent me a picture of his thermometer in his backyard, and it was like 119. It was like right... But it was like one of those thermometers, the plastic around it, and maybe the sun yeah, was yeah. hitting it, so it was a little sure. hotter. But sure. I mean, my, my good lord, bone. good yeah. lord! How do you? It's just not. It's not pleasant at all. Um, we went to a baseball game in their ballpark in Phoenix, and they have a, a retractable dome, and they um they can actually cool it down to at least before game time, like seventy five degrees, seventy two, seventy five degrees, which is totally you know comfortable um but then by the end of the game with everyone breathing and cheering and everything you know it, it heats up i just can't imagine what their ac bill is it's a huge place and then they open it up at the end of the day and let all the cool air out and open the roof to let the sun in to feed the grass i guess <laughs> to feed just, the grass. and then they do it all over again it's like i my god that's a lot of like energy i can't imagine how much aps is charging them or arizona power is charging them but uh they probably have a deal of some sort Anyway, so that, yeah, monsoon season is a thing, um, and it knocks out the power, and that creates even more problems, um, and it comes up just boom, and you can feel it. It's like if you've ever been in the south and been in, like, a, a, a rainstorm in the south, that's exactly what it feels like. Just really humid, and then just dumps on you all at once, and then it's gone. So, sweet summer rain. So, uh, watch out if you're going to Arizona in June, July time frame. We were not aware of this. Uh, what do you mean, watch out? Go in, like go in like the end of october yeah if you can go in the winter time even it's actually gorgeous up in sedona um it does snows even up there a little bit so check it out all right well that's enough about the the local landscape let's get into some derp uh i'm not even gonna like preface this one we can just jump right into it if well you want, we got the winners and losers one. section where uh nobody wins unless you're rooting for somebody and then they probably lose all that's right. and here's yeah, here's our really. first story update on a story we first told you about last week at 10 o'clock. A Valley man was found not guilty after criminal justice advocates say Glenn Robertson was inappropriately charged as a gang member because of what he told an officer during an arrest. Robertson was on trial for assisting a criminal street gang and threatening and intimidating. He yelled out Black Lives Matter and made a reference to Crips on the back streets while being detained on suspicion of hit and run back in June of 2020. Now, his defense was he wasn't a gang member and he was just exercising his right to free speech. Well, last year, you might recall in the ABC 15's politically charged investigation, we showed how groups of Black Lives protesters were falsely charged as gang members that helped lead to charges being dropped in a Department of Justice investigation into Phoenix police. Yo, just yelling Black Lives Matter at the cops could get you fucking could get you like added charges in Arizona. That's fucked up. Apparently, I think I was a little too generous in the docket. Honestly, um, if you're black, apparently in Arizona, you're in a gang. That that seems to be the <laughs> the thing. Not just BLM. He also said something about Crips on the streets, but like you noticed, he said something about Crips on the streets. So right. he might have been like, "I'm not the Crips out in the streets." Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we exactly. don't know what he said. He could have could have been like, "No, I'm not a fucking gang member." <laughs> Quite similar to when producer Dave uh, on this network, you know, we broadcast clips um, that we are t- refuting, right, and debunking, um, right. and we get accused of being the ones with the the false information. Um, uh, that, so um, uh, that happened to our Facebook actually today. Uh, today, 
Oh, great. Are we on, are we in jail? Um, I'm personally in Facebook jail. They didn't go after the uh, organization. They went after the individual, which is good because uh, that way we can broadcast local love to Facebook. Only one of your accounts? Only one of your accounts? My, my real account. I posted a, just a, I'd call it an interview, but that, that would be generous. I posted a discussion I had with someone who drinks his own urine and thinks the pandemic is fake and is driving around the car, this, the country in a, a Mustang, not even the V8 one with like a ugly rap on it, calling himself the, va- himself, the vaccine police. I got a hold of him and spoke with him and Facebook said we were doing misinformation. <laughs> Very nice. Well, um, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, they got the same algorithm have- though, like deciding who's in a gang in Arizona, apparently. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They run it, the police run it through a system. Like, let me, hold on a second, I'll be right back. I need to run this through the, the gang uh, processor back in my car here. Oh, um, no, this next story. Oh, no. So yeah. they're like an online safety survey for like the school district. And the posts were probably like fucking people freaking out on groomers, drag queen story hour, and critical race theory. And oh, no. Yes. Inappropriate. So it uh, looks like. Uh, Scottsdale Unified School District. Um, this is actually one place where uh, the good wife and I did stay for a couple of days. Was in Scottsdale. It's a resort town. It's kind of. It reminded me a lot of um, Palm Springs or Indio around. Uh, you know where Coachella's at. Um, so a lot of resorts, a lot of houses built back from the street, and it's brutally hot. Um, but a cool little town. Um, if you want, if you want to go, they got some baseball there in the spring. Anyway, uh, their their school district apparently uh, put out a uh, crisis safety security survey type thing to their community um they called it a thought exchange oh no. and yes uh and uh apparently they were trying to solicit or create sort of a safe space forum online where people could offer feedback and thoughts about the district and how, how they do in terms of uh, creating a welcoming environment and a safe environment and keeping students safe. And apparently it drew some, what they would call quote unquote, inappropriate and irrelevant posts. And so the district decided to shut the thing down, which is what school districts do when they, um, you know, get, get <laughs> when they, when they draw more attention than they were expecting to. So uh, this is a story about uh, what's happened there and the fallout from that. A survey on school safety shut down in less than three hours. Tonight, I'm learning Scottsdale Unified School District says inappropriate and irrelevant posts are the reason they had to shut it down. Last night, our administration opened up a thought exchange as a way to solicit feedback on school safety in our schools. And what we were trying to do was hear from our staff members and hear from our community about issues or concerns they might have and some ideas for improving safety uh, for our staff and students on our campuses. But Scottsdale Unified School District board member Jan Michael Greenberg says that online survey took a turn. The board was then later notified a few hours later that the thought exchange had to be closed down. The Scottsdale Unified School District says some users posted a number of, quote, inappropriate and irrelevant posts unrelated to advancing the safety and security of Scottsdale schools. About 400 people participated in the thought exchange about 100 staff members. We received some really great feedback as part of that process, very helpful feedback. But unfortunately, there was a contingent of individuals who chose to use that forum as a way to um, make false and derogatory 
comments about other citizens and other staff members uh, in our school district. ABC 15 obtaining some of those posts from a Scottsdale parent. One claims, quote, Joe Biden is a Chinese puppet. <laughs> Another says, quote, wait till these masked out, drugged out kids get older. I did not see the exchange personally. I believe they are authentic based on what I've seen, and it looks like the thought exchange format. The district and school board president wouldn't do an interview, but referred me to this statement, saying in part, we cannot emphasize enough how disappointed we are about having to close down this avenue of discourse with you. We have spent the summer working closely with our partners in law enforcement to review our plans and protocols, knowing that preparation is the key to mitigating or preventing a crisis. It is frustrating for me. We do take feedback, community feedback very seriously. We think it's an important part of our job as administrators and board members of a school district, especially on a topic of such great importance. We've seen what happened at Evolve. We don't want students or staff to be uh, in the face of danger. In addition to getting feedback from parents, Greenberg says Scottsdale Schools has hired social workers for each campus. That's to better focus on mental health so students and staff feel comfortable and safe when they're going to school. Now, he also says the district has spent millions to upgrade school buildings as safe as possible. Of course, you can vocalize solutions to school safety to SUSD. We've attached a link to our website at abc15.com. Just click on this story. If you'd like the harassment to continue, please visit a link on our website. We have attached a link to our website. <laughs> Love it. What is this, like the 90s? Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, if you want to complain, please please go there again. Um, so, yeah, un unfortunate but not unexpected, right? I mean, you create a, a free marketplace of ideas, and this is what, <laughs> this is what results. I think that, uh, yeah, I think that, you know, I bet there was a lot of shit they didn't show about groomers and a lot of, <clears throat> I'd be willing to bet that, uh, the, if any names were mentioned, I'd be willing to bet it was names of people in the community or names of people on staff who were part of uh, marginalized groups mm -hmm. more likely than not. More than likely than not. I think, I think you're, you're, uh, you're more than likely correct there. Um, and, uh, unfortunately it's, it's kind of the, kind of like it's ironic i guess if anything is ironic that uh but just sadly ironic that a space that's created to try to you know improve communication and safety and togetherness in a way um and be a thought <laughs> uh what did they call it sorry i have to i have to go back to it again <laughs> a thought exchange um you know it turns into exactly what you'd expect it to turn into like uh, bullies you know bullying out uh, and, and forcing out uh, viewpoints and perspectives that may be valuable um, through, you know, uh, the, the natural things that bullies do, whether it's online or offline. So when I saw we were doing Arizona, uh, there's just one person in Arizona who I know for a fact needs to get their shit together. Um, <laughs> there's many, but the, the top of the list, Carrie Lake. Yeah, she definitely needs to figure out who she is. I think that's that's definitely a, a problem for her. So, uh, are we going to do a deep little deep dive here during a get your shit together? A little bit, a little bit. We're going to do two. Looks like two clips of her, and then one clip of a good friend of hers that we've been running a lot of clips on on the other shows because his behavior has been so extra that uh, he has transcended his Arizona residency with it. 
No, so not Donald Trump. Not Donald Trump. No, not Donald Trump. No. Okay. And well, regular regular later. viewers of the other shows might know exactly who we're talking about. Anyway, oh, here's excellent. our first clip. This is uh, just a little bit of a, I guess, like a short profile of her and uh, talking about how uh, Donald Trump endorses her. It was candidate night at the weekly United Patriot AZ meeting in Gilbert. Carrie Lake was the featured guest. The people who came out tonight all know who Carrie Lake is, but most of them said they wanted to hear what she has to say. Size her up, if you will, before deciding whether they'll vote for her. I've seen her on TV, but I've never seen her in person. I, I want to hear that she's going to actually be the, a, a good, solid candidate. Like many who attended, Dick Rollins and his wife Rosalie are concerned about migrants crossing the border. Despite the lack of evidence of widespread voter fraud, they also questioned the outcome of the 2020 election. And they disagreed with mask mandates and shutting down businesses during COVID. I'm listening very carefully to her um, pitch to see what she has to say. Uh, we are in desperate need of an effective governor. It didn't take long for the Rollinses or anyone else to realize where Carrie Lake stands on those issues, on the COVID response. And what did that governor who ran a business do? He shut down your business. On the 2020 election. This issue is the reason for all of our trouble right now. A corrupt, stolen, rotten election. And the border. My border plan is going to take back operational control from the cartels and the narco-terrorists. In an interview after her appearance, Lake says her border plan includes building the wall, something the Republican legislature began paying to do this session. And she says she'll work with other states to actively pursue illegal immigrants, track them down and deport them. We can't count on the federal government to do it. They've failed. They've left us wide open. They pulled away an effective border plan that was working brilliantly. On other issues like abortion, Lake says she supports reverting back to the pre-Roe law, which outlaws all abortions except when the mother's life's at risk. But Lake recognizes enforcing the law requires building a social safety net to protect the babies and their mothers. We need to help scared mothers. I'm not suggesting that we just leave people out to dry. I understand people are afraid when they're when they're pregnant. Sometimes it's unexpected. And finally, on saving our water resource, Lake says it will take a coordinated federal and state response. And every idea, no matter how long it takes or how expensive it is, needs to be considered. And we can do things quickly. I mean, in six months, no. But if it comes to the point of we don't have water, you want to see how fast Americans work to get pipes built? More than 200 people showed up for Lake's appearance. Organizers say it's far more people than a normal meeting. A sign her message to voters was received by this crowd. Mark Phillips, ABC 15, Arizona. So not for nothing, that lion logo was all over the place on January 6th. Mm, not surprising. But yeah, for what it's worth, that's, that's actually good, good knowledge. So this is the GOP primary for governor um, in Arizona. And uh, those of us in California haven't experienced partisan primaries in quite a while um, because well, we all voted to not have them anymore. Um, so anyone can vote in whoever's primary that, you know, in, in the primary uh, for whoever they want. And the, the candidates just sort of say, hey, I'm a Democrat or I'm a Republican or I'm independent, depending on their preference. They don't even have to say anything. Um, in Arizona, it's still a partisan primary. So there's a Democratic primary. They're not really having one because the governor's uh, I, I believe a Democrat. Um, 
and going for re-election. Uh, on the Republican side, it's just much more interesting and flamethrowing. Um, so Carrie Lake is running against, um, and I'm sorry, I'm forgetting her name now. Um, it's another Carrie, actually. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, Carrie Lake is endorsed by Trump. She is courting the MAGA vote for sure. Um, but she has some backstory um, and she's been being hit quite a bit um, by uh, her opponent uh, for uh, giving to Obama, donating to Obama's campaign, um, and also for apparently being you know, close or friends or just, you know, acquainted with and uh, not really squishy about a drag queen. Um, and uh, in fact, uh, may have you know, hired a drag queen for a birthday party at some point in her past for kids and you know, this has been uh, made a point of contention by her opponent who's trying to undercut her, you know, Republican MAGA kind of bona fides, right? Um, so she's a former news anchor, TV news anchor. So she's trying to pivot and trying to use the media to, um, you know, downplay the controversy. Um, so this is a, a piece that we might not have to watch the whole thing, but um, uh, she apparently got on Fox News and we're not going to watch Fox News, thank God. Um, and uh, with Brett Baer and uh, Brett, pushed her a little bit on this and she got a little testy. So we're going to watch Carrie uh, try to spin herself out of a little bit of a controversy on the right. We're checking in the day's bias, buzz and bull in the world of cable news and beyond. The Arizona gubernatorial race is the ultimate example of media meets politics or maybe media versus politics. Not only has it become a battle between the GOP establishment and the Trump wing of the Republican Party, but it's become a proxy battle between Trump and Fox News. And then there are the drag queens. We'll get to that in a minute. Former local anchor Carrie Lake has become a darling of the Trump movement and is currently the favorite to win the nomination over Karen Taylor Robson. But somehow alleged hypocrisy surrounding drag queens has become an issue. Roughly two weeks ago, the Washington Post brought attention to Lake's campaign with a breathless article the headline that read, quote, Arizona GOP candidate who criticized drag was once a fan, drag queen says. Not typical coverage for an Arizona candidate by a paper in the nation's capital. On the day that article came out, Lake went on Fox News and was asked about that by Brett Baer. This is the quote. Arizona GOP gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake, who has attacked drag queens as dangerous to children, attended the shows of drag queen Richard Stevens for more than 20 years and once hired him to perform at her home. Do you care to address that? I do care. I actually do care to address that. And I'm really shocked. I'm actually appalled that Fox News would take defamatory story like that. And we are pursuing legal action against this strike. No, lady, there's a picture of you like all cuddling and shit. It's cute. Like whatever. Like it's endearing to normal people. Yep. Um, I'm appalled. You'll love the name of the drag queen, by the way, when we get to it. Sorry, I don't want to I don't want to spoil it. That you would bring that up when you have not talked about our stolen election. He'd actually um, <laughs> talked about it a number of times already. And Brett Baer did not take it lying down. We just spent three that. questions, Ms. Lake, talking about this. I you just asked it. you a number of questions about it. I played the Arizona this House Speaker. This is the first of it. Let's address, this, let's address this story that's in the Washington Post. Every candidate takes wow. tough stories. I'm asking you to I'm, respond I'm to it to if you'd like it. to. I'm happy to address it, but I, I'm really disappointed in Fox. I thought you were a little better than CNN. <sighs> there is no bigger insult than to compare Fox to CNN while on Fox News. Nonetheless, Lake eventually addressed Draggate. This is a person who I covered for 
decades, for decades, 20 years, and he's never been in my home. He says he's been in my home for a drag show. That's ludicrous. He's never been in my home. He's lied. We tried to serve him defamation papers. I'm really appalled. Lady, if you paid him with a check. That you would spend time on a false story like that. It's shocking. See where that legal uh, piece of that goes. But former President Trump has often been critical of Fox News coverage he doesn't like. He praised Lake for calling out Fox News. She then went on Fox competitor Newsmax and took a victory lap. He thought it was a big gotcha moment. Brett Baer thought he was going to do an ambush on me, which he tried. But the real problem is... It wasn't an ambush. ...talk about the, the election, which he was yeah, the first to call for Fox in News. Arizona. He doesn't want to... An ambush would be him. like if you didn't know you were going to be on the Brett Baer show, and then boom, all of a sudden you were on the Brett Baer show. <laughs> That. Right. He wants to distract us with ridiculous stories that nobody cares about. So how did Fox News react? How else? By featuring Carrie Lake's opponent, Corinne Taylor Robson, in multiple interviews last week, like this one with Laura Ingram. Is it true that Carrie Lake was an, was she an Obama supporter? I keep thinking that can't be true, but was she, did she support Obama? She did. She donated to Obama. She knocked doors for Obama. What? Uh, her, her political what? life and career has been quite interesting, from Democrat to Independent to Republican to Democrat. And, and quite frankly, she found God guns in the GOP about a day and a half before she decided to run for governor. Lady, call her a grifter. Just call her a grifter. Just God call her a guns. grifter. It's a slam dunk. She's a grifter. Call her. I don't, I don't even like this lady, I bet, but call her a fucking grifter. She found, and it would be alliterative too. She found God guns the GOP, and she's a grifter. God guns and God guns GOP. The God guns GOP grift. You're right. There you go. Right. Um. Yeah, I think that's that's so that's enough of this. Yeah. yeah that's so it's Karen. Sorry, it's Karen Taylor is the her opponent. So Carrie versus Karen. Great. Um. So we get it. We get a Karen, or we get an almost Karen. Um. So this is a friend of uh, of Carrie's that you feature on the other show <clears throat> on. Uh, many other nights, this this person has been a mainstay of conspiracy bingo. Um, we don't have anything else to watch on Catterday, and uh, oftentimes red light. Although during the when we were doing the upfront on the Sunday show, mostly about mask mania, there's more alliteration mm -hmm. there. He featured prominently this anti-maskers club, Ethan Schmidt. He has been photographed with Carrie Lake, not not a few enough times that she doesn't know who he is. Right? It's not. Like there's one picture of them together. It's not like, hey, Carrie, take a selfie with me. Yeah, and in, in the middle of a in the middle of a you know rope line, right? Right. She knows exactly who the fuck he is, and Got it. She, she doesn't. She doesn't hasn't made any uh, overtures to try to distance herself from him. So okay. here's him talking about uh, how his, among other things, how his group got infiltrated by people. He's just a straight up conspiracy loon and um, big old homophobe. Been running around calling everybody at Target groomers. And he, he stopped doing that, though, because there was one old guy there that looked like he had a little bit of old man strength that, that needed to be unleashed. And uh, Ethan kind of hightailed it out of the Target. <laughs> but anyway, here's oh, where this is long. We're not going to play all of it. But this is one okay. of the people that Carrie Lake has chosen to associate herself with. She's got interesting friends. Drag queens. This guy. Ethan Schmidt here. I just want to spill the beans about my insider information about January 6th. Oh, no. So, um, you know, my crew, as you guys probably know, my crew here in Arizona, 
you know uh we exposed two out of the th three people that were re that were removed from the fbi's wanted list january 6th that one of them was ray epps you know my, my whole crew exposed him completely and then the other one is luke robinson who i have a long history with um had a long history with him and um I mean, sort of a long history, I don't know. I mean, only like a year, known him for like a year or whatever. He's disappeared now, I haven't talked to him for a long time. I wonder why, probably because he's an FBI informant? Hmm. But anyways, let me tell you, I'm trying to tell you guys this full story. Wait a second, so he knew the guy for a year and he hasn't talked to him for a long time, so what's, what's a long time if a year is not, like, I guess a year is a long time to him, so, but he hasn't talked to him for a long time. You know, that's a good, that's a good question. Um, I haven't, so I got this from Telegram, and usually I have time to kind of go through the terrorist training camp notes in the comments right? in his Telegram. I did not have time to do that today. Um, shame. Shame. There's probably a great story here. Luke Robinson, um, 343, one of my masculine shopping events. You know, I had a masculine shopping event. I'm pretty sure it was after January 6th. Yeah, it was after January 6th, so... You know, he came to one of my masco shopping events. He's always, he's always like, whenever I hung out with him, he's always like skittish and nervous. So that's not a very good sign. But you know, I thought he was my friend, but I'm pretty sure the FBI sent him to infiltrate my group, specifically to infiltrate uh, me and my friend MJ, who was also at January 6th, who actually made a video exposing him, exposing uh, and confronting uh, Luke Robinson. So go find that video at. Uh, Twitter at the JFK report, you know, he's obviously has something to do with the FBI. And, um, anyways, I'll get more into it. Oh, uh, okay. So where was I? Um, uh, yeah. So he came to one of my masculine shopping events and, uh, that's why I first met him. I feel like the FBI sent him, um, to, uh, infiltrate my group. Like I said, in exchange for like a plea deal or something, there's something weird going on there. Clearly. So anyway, I think that kind of gives people sort of an idea of who this guy is. He has had anti-mask shopping events. People in his organization yeah. were at January 6th. I, I, <laughs> sorry, my brain's melting a little bit. Um, what is an anti-mask shopping event or a mask shopping event? What, anti, what is that? They would go places when there were mask mandates and show up in numbers and oh, refused to wear a mask. Oh, I remember. We, yeah, we had okay. We had a couple of those. That's you, right. You might have even seen one of his if you happened upon the Plex or were just like watching, like maybe watching from home or whatever. Right. Well, I, you know what? We, you know, we have the news on pretty much all day here, and even the cable news channels eventually they run out of shit to talk about for five minutes or so, and they got to run some local <laughs> shit from one of their affiliates. Um, so I think we might have seen it on there, like something like a, one of those. It's like a uh, like a flash mob almost, right? Of people without masks going into a place that whatever not because they're forbidding them because the state is forbidding them right. from allowing them um so yeah no i've, I've seen it okay sorry that, that so helps real quick, a lot with his friend losing contact with them there's like a much simpler explanation this person he knows ended up at january 6th was maybe in over their head right didn't really expect mm -hmm. the kinds of things they were going to do got caught up in the crowd ended up on a wanted list. And then the FBI decided, ah, this wasn't really a big fish. Took the person off the wanted list. Person was like 
appropriately spooked by the whole fucking thing and was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to lay low for a little while. I'm going to fucking watch Netflix. <laughs> I'm going to order some DoorDash. Right. I'm going to go ahead and Hang do up. a fucking fuck all and not talk to anybody involved in any of this and hope that hope that the FBI continues to forget about me. I'm going to smoke a big fat bowl of in the couch. Right. That's like a way more like a way more rational explanation for why this guy cut ties with Ethan than he was there to gather information for the FBI, got the information he wanted, and now he's split because he's working he's on like some other FBI mission or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well this this guy seems like a character. I gotta I gotta start paying attention to the other the the Sunday show again and conspiracy bingo because yeah, that's that's just too much fun. I mean we we try not to do too much with him because he's like constantly posting these videos and as we get a little more um popular on nights other than tuesday um mm-hmm. we kind of don't want to be putting so much shine on somebody like him as his popularity oh, sure. starts to wane sure like it's like the madison star moon dilemma kind of right where yeah. like where she's no longer popular more people right. watch like late at night on sunday night there's more people more concurrent viewers sometimes on our show than she had total viewers on her video that was from last tuesday and right. so then you go, ah, I don't know about even showing this shit to people. It's kind of like the balance. It's a, it's sort of, at what point does the benefit of, you know, having fun at her expense and, and, uh, whatever viewer listenership it gets you right or whatever attention it gets to the show, how, how much does that counteract the SEO boost you're giving her or them by, <laughs> uh, by giving them the play in the first place. Right. Um, and ele- continuing to elevate the thing that you're trying to expunge. So makes a lot of sense um I'm, I'm with you i'm with you there uh less less is more in some cases well it's not so much the case in the gop senate primary in arizona um they're coming up on the primary in two weeks from t- uh, from today it's august 2nd so that's why we uh the good wife and i were seeing so many ads down there because the ballots had just landed when we were there um and one race that was obviously sucking up a ton of fucking money um because of all the ads we were seeing bombarding each other was the u.s senate primary for the gop now um mark kelly is up again uh or up for re-election he's the democrat um husband of gabby giffords former congresswoman he's very well liked in arizona he's got good numbers um he's uh likely to be re-elected um kristen cinema will have a tougher I think job because she is um, she's a little more to the center, but Mark Kelly's got uh, he's just left enough and he's just centrist enough. Uh, he's got good background. I think he was a, either he or his brother was an astronaut, but um, you know very solid uh, resume. So I'm he's gonna he's in pretty good shape to get reelected. The real battle is on the Republican side between uh, Jim Lehman and Blake Masters. Both of them are pretty much political neophytes. Um, one of them's a, a neophyte to life. He looks like he's five years old and he has like five kids. So, uh, there's something going on there. Um, anyway, a friend of Peter du- Thiel, you're talking about Blake masters. Correct. Yeah. He's yeah, a, absolutely literally a friend of Peter Thiel, um, and friend of Palantir and, and all sorts of Silicon Valley nastiness. Um, Jim Lehman is a, a foreign, we can tell business guy, importer, exporter, uh, you know, some sort of, you know, business uh, mogul in Arizona run a lot of businesses basically and made some money off of them doing a lot of different things. Um, so, uh, the real battles between the two of them masters is a, uh, has Trump support. Um, and, but Lehman is really trying to, pe- uh, paint himself as more to the right on all the issues and more MAGA than in, than masters. Um, so 
We're going to kick it off. We're going to do some back and forth ads between the two campaigns because this is sort of what we were waking up to every day. Um, but this is an earlier ad from the race, and it got Jim Lehman in a little bit of hot water. But this is Jim Lehman's uh, Super Bowl uh, TV ad that he bought time for the director's cut. So it's about a minute. Um, most of these are 30 seconds. And this uh, drew some controversy uh, uh, because of sort of the the vibe, shall we say, of the of the ad. But let's watch it and you can tell me what you think. Big Jim Lennon. We're tired of being pushed around. And inflation. And open borders. And gas prices. The good people of Arizona have had enough of you. It's time for a showdown. <laughs> I like that Nancy came with a knife. Now <laughs> you going to get? Yeah. You going to get? I'm going to get. I approve this message. <laughs> He's riding on the horse. I mean, at least he just disarmed them. I don't know. It's fabulous. I mean, that was just great. And also, yeah. I can agree with the metaphor of Nancy Pelosi always bringing a fucking knife to the gunfight. Like we could, we could get a little common ground there with Jim. I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that the the metaphor is very appropriate. In fact, um. Uh, although she is Italian too, so maybe they were making some sort of vague mafia reference. I don't know. Um, uh, but yeah, so that's that's Jim Lehman's uh, uh, sort of salvo in the race. Now, Jim has some controversy himself um, because apparently, as any I think big business person in America has done, uh, Jim has had some dealings with China and with Chinese businesses, and uh, so the Masters supporters and. Uh, Master supporters and uh, some packs associated with him are making some hay out of that. And this, absolutely, I want to preface this, producer Dave. This ad, if you haven't watched it yet, takes the cake. I, this is one of the best attack ads the the Good Wife and I have ever seen because it one makes you laugh, it makes you really upset. No matter who you are, um, we're upset because it's just so disgusting. Uh, and. It, it, it makes a point very, very clearly and very succinctly in 30 seconds. And it's just, it's blistering. So um, please enjoy. This is one of the best ads we've ever seen. Many candidates are running for U.S. Senate. Meet China's candidate, Jim Lehman. <laughs> Lehman's company imports its supplies from China. He helped build nuclear power plants for the Chinese government. Associated with forced slave labor and using the money he makes in China to run for office in Arizona. Jim Lehman, he would be China's man in the Senate, not ours. Saving Arizona PAC is responsible for the content of this message. I have some questions about Chinese products and how many of them were used to produce that advertisement. <laughs> Figure there are computers involved in the production there, cameras, fucking even like cables running between different devices. Fucking network switches to send things back and forth. Maybe they're storing it on a server somewhere, all the components of which were made in China. 
Also, I feel like that gong wasn't made in China. I feel like they made that shit in New York City. <laughs> like the fucking Pace, com- Pace Picante sauce commercials. <laughs> New York City. Get a rope. Um, <laughs> I love the gong, though. It's just like every every five, every, not even five seconds. It's like every three seconds. Gong. Um, yeah, yeah, like chat's saying, it's like almost too ridiculous to be uh, offensive in any oh, sort of meaningful awful. way. Like, it's, it's, it's so fun. It's just, that's why it's laughable, right? And then but the background music, even better, that just sort of zither, um, you know, what they would, you know, stereotypical Asian music, right, um, uh, in the background. Just just so silly and such a, it's, it tells you all you need to know about where Republicans, at least in Arizona, are coming from and where, where their perspective is, right? Like China, like it's emphasized every single time they said China, China, right? Like the other racist, 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 right? Um, and not only that, like look at, there's even some, there's, there are some subtleties in that ad even. If you look at the name Jim Lehman in the ad, they, they threw a little line through the J, about midway down the J, um, just to make it look more like a Chinese character. Right. Right. No, no reason to at all other than that. So, uh, you know, this is a consultant who knows exactly what they're doing, who knows it's a bunch of shit, probably a bunch of hooey. And they're, they're using all sorts of Chinese products to make their ad and they don't give a fuck and they have no shame at all. And they're just making money. And I can't, frankly, you know, uh, as a business person, I don't know, suppose I can blame them as a human being. It's kind of, it's, so, this is disgusting. So the rational response to this is like, hey, you know, you're watching my ad on a television. Many that if the television itself was not made in China, many of the components were. Right. Remote control was made in right. China. If you're watching this on your laptop, your laptop or the components in it were made in China. Everything right. that we have is made in China. So if Correct. you run a business in the United States, you have to use products from China or you can't run your business. I have a feeling right. that's not going to be his response. No, he's going to go and pivot a little bit. So this is his this is his response to all the crap that people have been talking about him. A big tech billionaire and Washington swamp creatures are spending millions lying about me. I say, bring it on. I'm a veteran and a patriot. I always put America first, and that terrifies them. I created thousands of American jobs, made America less dependent on foreign energy, supported American manufacturing, and hired veterans first. I'll put my record against no experience, open borders, fake Blake Masters any day. I'm Jim Lehman, and I approve this message. Oh, God, this is the worst race. So did you notice the theme in that ad? of his response was i created american jobs america 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 right like the the ad attacking him is china gong china gong so his response is america 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 not which i I think yours more rational response is well yeah i'm a fucking businessman and if you're not doing business with china right now you're fucking crazy Um, even if you're not doing business directly with china like i'm not doing business with china where the, who, the where the state, fuck right? do you think yeah, my microphone was where, where the fuck do you think my microphone was made right it's not the state we're talking about too but that's <laughs> so yeah no I, I that would be a more rational response but of course this is the republican primary so you go balls out america 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 i'm gonna wrap myself in the american flag and kiss it and go to bed with it um anyway. where do you think that american flag was made <laughs> <laughs> so now Jim Lehman, his part part two, part due of his response is to now attack Blake Masters, who we will meet. I promise we're going to meet him in a second. Um, uh, attack him for uh, uh, being uh, supported by all these tech bros and the Peter Teals of the world. So, and that's of course in Arizona, Silicon Valley is like 
you know, we're kind of, we're, we might as well be the fucking hate in San Francisco. <laughs> so I'm Jim Blake, and I approve this message. Before running for Senate, Blake Masters openly supported open borders and unrestricted illegal immigration. Now, Masters wants to spend billions on border surveillance tech and a bunch of fancy drones. Why? Follow the money. This is how it works. Blake Masters works for a California big tech billionaire, founder of Palantir, a surveillance company, and Enduro, a company that makes, you guessed it, drones. drones. Blake Masters is telling us, point blank, how he plans to profit off public office and funnel taxpayer money back to the big tech billionaire backer spending millions to buy Masters a Senate seat. Because having a puppet senator means big profits for big tech. If you follow the money, it's clear. Blake Masters doesn't care about the border. It's all about the money. So I noticed they didn't mention Peter Thiel specifically, but that's who is Palantir's Peter, Peter Thiel's firm. Mm-hmm. Not no, for nothing, yeah, this I guy's also, also on the board of uh, Thiel Capital. Oh, interesting. Yeah, no, they... Uh you wouldn't want to waste time in the ad just uh naming peter name dropping peter teal because the people in arizona wouldn't know who he is they probably they might know what palantir is um because they probably heard of it so that's going to be the bigger dig um than than saying the person's name specifically um and you save a little time having to explain it that way um but we we know we know who it is um, so it's, it, that was a little crossover there, and I, that's that's why I included that ad. In fact, I'm a gay I'm man of a certain age who came of came of age here. I know exactly who and what Peter Thiel is. Right. Um, so uh, that's why I included that ad because I thought that was uh, that was something I hadn't seen while we were down there. That was a new ad that's in the last six days posted on the YouTube's. So um, yeah, that's this is a heated race. Uh, so Blake Masters, not to be outdone. I don't want to just lean, you know. Uh, lean heavy on jim layman um he's got his own take on on everything right and he's being called you know fake and open borders blake and all this other nastiness by jim layman so he wants to show that you know he's earned trump's endorsement and that he understands that we have a very serious problem at our border um and it looks a lot like um uh world war z if you've seen that movie (laughs) but let's let's watch the clip 250,000 illegals cross this border every month. Is that a video game? This is an invasion. We know what to do. We need to finish Trump's wall. We need five times more border patrol. And we need technology to lock this border down. If we don't do these things right now, we're not gonna have a country. I'm Blake Masters, and I approve this message. President Trump endorsed me because he knows that I'm gonna secure this border. No, it's because you're Peter Thiel's friend, and Peter Thiel gave fucking Donald Trump a ton of fucking money. There you go. That's now. Now it all makes so much more sense. We were trying to figure this out because we're we're down there. and We're like, man, Jim Layman seems awfully a lot like Donald Trump's guy. But no, this guy, and I get it now. It makes a lot more sense. So speaking of Donald Trump's guy, um, we can't go this whole thing without watching one of the funniest ads that we saw while we were down there, and the most awkward <laughs> oh, ads. No. It's definitely the most awkward ad. Um, I don't know. Donald Trump is, is to me the most awkward person alive when it comes to doing anything staged, right? Anything that's um, that's pre-scripted. 
even as much as like walking across the street to that church, right, with the Bible upside down and all that shit, that that awful look, right, that was staged. That's why it was so such an awful look. That's why it was a flub because it was staged and it was thought out. When Donald Trump's at his best, he's not thinking at all. He's just reacting or he's proact he's being proactive and he's just going off on a tangent. And that, unfortunately, is the sad truth. Is that that's why he speaks to a lot of Americans because most Americans don't really just don't think very deeply about things and that's unfortunate but that's the truth um so he appeals to them because he doesn't think very deeply about things but when he starts to think deeply and he has to read a script it's really awkward so we're going to watch how awkward it gets when he <laughs> tries to talk about how much he loves blake masters and this final by the way this is the final cut of the ad so let's check it out blake masters is an incredible person a very smart guy and an america first fighter I endorse Blake because he will protect our border, he stands for life, and he's strong on election fraud. Frankly, he's strong on everything needed to keep Arizona first. Mark Bronovich and Jim Lehman, on the other hand, will only let you down. Blake Masters has my complete and total endorsement. I'm Blake Masters, and I approve this message. Sir. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> he just so seems so disingenuous. So it's, what's awkward about that is I think Trump's like a fake billionaire, and I'm not sure if Blake Masters is a billionaire, but the person who made that happen is a real billionaire, right? And like a like like a person. like a Marvel movie monster, or like a Marvel movie bad guy, like sort oh of sure person. He's he's the the person who's not in the sh like not pictured right like but there oh. he's there but he's not there. Oh, he he Peter Thiel looms large in the GOP now. Yeah, um, anybody yeah. maybe under 30, well, men under 30. Okay. Men that he probably met when they were like 19, you know, for whatever reason, um, mm -hmm. uh, that he thinks are good looking, uh, the Peter Thiel probably looms large in that. Even if you've never met him, he's like, Oh, look at that. I'm going to throw some money at that. Like that's, I think that's, I think that's going on here just cause you know, you know, you, you were around a place for a while. Somebody's like a big player in a place for a while. You go to parties, you hear things, you see right. things, you notice things. Sure. You, you notice things. You notice things, bro. You if, notice uh, things. From behind the twin tables. But, um, so yeah, if, if you're down in Arizona, or if you're not, go on YouTube. It's not that hard to find this stuff. Check out Blake Masters. Just search Blake Masters for Senate. Search Jim Lehman for Senate. I'm not so much sure about this Mark Bronovich dude. Um, so you can look them up too, but they weren't really doing ads. Uh, and, and that means they're not really going to play statewide. So check out the ads. Uh, there's plenty more of them. Check out their longer form debates and other things. Um, it's a very fun experience. Highly recommended. Um, and go from there and, and, and go down the rabbit hole. You'll find, you'll find some very interesting shit. So I wish... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, my take here is it <clears throat> just based on what I know, I think Blake Masters is gonna win. Um mm. I haven't looked at the polling, but just kind of based on the ads, the way everything looks. Yeah. Um Blake's ads are calmer. Um they're they're saying things that I disagree with. The policy prescriptions are bad, but they're not yeah. like there's a certain tone to his opponent's uh ads, and it makes me think his opponent is maybe back on his heels a little bit. Mm. Oh yeah, I know very much so. Uh, Blake's definitely uh, got some momentum going into this race, but we, we shall see how it turns out eventually, and we'll cover it after the fact. We'll be sure to bring you the story here on Down Ballot about what transpires in this race. Um, I only wish we could do some video. There might be some candidate forum video, League of Women Voters kind of stuff of 
um, some local city council races we found uh, and town council races we found that could be very interesting um, if we could get them on video because there were some candidates in Scottsdale specifically who um, uh, had some ver- quite uh, intriguing views about things um, and and interesting takes on affordable housing, which apparently is an issue obviously everywhere. Um, but uh, so we'll see if we can get some more and follow up later on on that. But that was a little that was part of our little trip down to to Arizona and the, the political side of things. Interesting place. So we're, we're coming to the end of another down ballot. We are. Uh, I don't know when I shall see you again, but it will be soon. Um, but in the meantime, uh, we have, and another thing, uh, and you found this one. So I'm actually, I, this is fantastic. I, I can't believe I missed this story. But uh, maybe you want to lead us into this. I don't know if you know anything about it. Um, it's just that it <clears throat> seems like desert tortoises need a, a little bit of a relocation program. They need a new home. Oh, and, and yeah, I didn't. I don't generally watch stuff before I run it. I just figured, well, you know, we'd usually do an animal interest story if we can for and another thing. And you know, any kind of animal that can survive in Arizona is a fucking friend of mine because they don't got air conditioning. <laughs> right. The, the the tortoises definitely don't. Well, yeah, let's see what's going on. Apparently, they're looking for their vacation homes. I wonder if it gets hot in their little little house. It probably does. Trouble saying goodbye. How about a new pet who will stick by your side for decades? Arizona Game and Fish, desperate to adopt out hundreds of Sonoran tortoises, hoping to give them good homes with your help. ABC 15's Cameron Fulham explains why so many need new owners. Right now we have close to, I want to say 260. That's a lot. It's the most that we've had at one time for sure. Tegan Wolf is the Desert Tortoise Adoption Coordinator for Arizona Game and Fish. Her team is currently stretching resources to care for hundreds of Sonoran Desert Tortoises looking for new homes. They're very personable. They all have personality and they like to be interacted with. Not to mention they are cute. All have been seized from either illegal breeding operations or surrendered by owners who could no longer care for them. But the number now waiting for adoption is taxing the department. In total, we have seven people here that are taking care of almost 300 tortoises. So that's a lot for seven people. Unfortunately, captive tortoises can't be released back into the wild as they can transmit diseases that can decimate our wild population. That's why they hope you'll take one home. Wolf says adopters must have a securely enclosed yard and construct an inexpensive burrow like these for their new pet. Videos online walk you through the step-by-step process of building one. These guys brooming during the winter so it's like hibernation but to brumate properly they need to have a burrow with proper humidity the depth it also gets them out of the heat of the day whether from little ones like these to fully grown adults like thanos adoption is limited to one per household the most intimidating factor of tortoise ownership is most likely these guys longevity I know that a lot of people are a little bit intimidated by the lifespan, which is 80 plus years, but you can put them in your will. So if you're looking for a literal lifelong companion unique to our wonderful state, these little lettuce munching machines may just be for you. I'm Cameron Polum, ABC 15, Arizona. Oh, <laughs> these are the best. This is like, to me, this is the best pet because it lives as long as you're going to live or longer. Right. I mean, the, the, I, I, I'm a dog person. I love dogs. I like cats too, but I, I, dogs are just so sweet, but they're, 
lives are finite compared to you know, average human lifespan. So you're going to have a bunch of dogs over the course of your life if you're a dog person, or maybe you only have one because you, you know, you had one, you were so heartbroken that they had to go away, right? Uh, so with a tortoise, granted, it's not as cute, maybe, and and uh, cuddly and furry as a dog, but it's certainly handsome and certainly cute and going to stay with you through thick and thin for the rest of your life. So why, you know, why not? Especially if they need someone to adopt them. Um, I'm totally down for that. And they're never going to run away. <laughs> well, unless you're really unattentive, they could escape, but running away is, yeah, they're not running. Yeah. They might get to the front yard. Um, but that's, about, that's about it. Um, so yeah, if if you're in the if you're in the desert out there, um, go check out the adoption center and adopt a tortoise. Hashtag adopt a tortoise, and that's that's okay. another thing. So, uh, uh, want to read our show out? Well, absolutely. Uh, thanks so much, everyone, for taking a trip down to Arizona. We're gonna just close your eyes and spread our wings. We're gonna fly back gently to the Bay Area down to the South Bay, somewhere in the West San Jose, Campbell, Los Gatos, Saratoga-ish, Cupertino Valley-ish. For now. Santa Claraville, San Jose, adjacent. Um, you know, come back down to Earth. You're landing. You're going to check out Local Love in just a minute. We're going to have a really fun time digging in some local tunes. We got a... Pre-recorded interview by the Media Wench with uh, Matt from Periscope, actually. So that's very nice. And maybe we'll listen to some Periscope too because they're fabulous. We love oh, well, them. That's part of that's part of the interview, obviously. Ah, um, so stay tuned for that, and then just breathe deep, enjoy life, um, and we'll see you on the other side. Make sure that you get vaxxed, that you wear a mask, um, watch out for Omicron, and pants are optional, folks. Peace out. If you got it and then pass it to me, yeah. We do what we want. 
And what we want is to jam So sit back and enjoy the band We do what we want What we want to do And what we want is to jam So sit back and enjoy the band Enjoy that band Last up on the field for the show tonight It's down to dirty and five So we're headed outside the joint now who's got my light a stoner e of course shouldn't you be inside i'm all up in this bitch being who i gotta be i'm fucked up like the u.s economy the truth is is that i don't think logically stoner e take you on a psychedelic odyssey now inside motherfuckers is rocking me and outside shit we smoke a lot of broccoli rocking the rolly on a sexy girl be jocking me ain't too drunk to fuck but i'll probably do a sloppily we do what we want and what we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the band. We do what we want, what we want to do, and what we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the band. goth DJs and twitch witches are hanging out on Thursday for the bad VHS rips, unblinking eyes, and fire by night. Thetans and Satans comes from an interest in the cult of Scientology, moral panics, Satanism, and how they set the tone for the extremist social media panics of today. We really earn our weird left twitch badge with this show, watching the world go red light in reverse every Thursday at 9pm Pacific on twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Find our full schedule at ecoplexmedia.com.